Welcome to the DBS Films Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look into making indie films. Learn from DBS Films about their process, tips, and fun stories that all come with making multiple movies a reality. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the DBS Films Podcast. My name is Kellen, and it's just me and you, so that means it is a DBS production update. Today is May 21st when you are listening to this, and as always, we just hop in a quick update where we're at when it comes to our movies, any progress, the community, all things DBS. So before we get started, make sure you guys take a look at our links online. If you are just listening to us now, we have a fantastic Discord community out there really is something special and i'm so happy to see just how uh, quickly it's growing and also just how cool all the members are i mean we have a lot of really really creative people and it just brings me so much joy seeing how each week we seem to add more and more people who are just as cool so really wanted to go ahead and have a huge shout out you know Take a look at it, guys. Also, uh, Girl on Cabin 13, it is uh, free on Tubi. So if you haven't seen our latest movie, uh, feel free to go ahead and take a look at that. Because always, it's going to go ahead. It's going to support us. You guys watching it means the world to us. So that being said, let's just go ahead and hop right into it. So right now, we are two weeks out from finishing our latest film, which was being dubbed now Shapeshifter, uh, as always, we basically have a working title for our movie. We go ahead, we split test it along with the cover later on. So we're not quite sure. I do have some good uh, good um, ideas coming from the super fans, though. So really cool to add those into the mix, see if someone can win it. Um, but we'll, we'll know what it is. Until then, it will be referred to as the Shapeshifter because it's about a shapeshifter. And I'm feeling really, really good about this one. So basically, where I'm at in the process... We finished it two weeks ago. The week after that, I had the rough cut. Um, now, typically, my brother Brendan, he usually is not a fan of the rough cut. He's just not a fan of things that he does right afterwards. He's always kind of like, oh, this is bad. This is terrible. And he's on a much deserved cruise. So he's on vacation right now. And before that, he was like, you know, don't send it to me out like before. Like, I don't even want to see it. Don't ruin my cruise. Again, that's like a joke or something. But, you know, he really gets in his head about his stuff. That being said, it's easily our best one. You know, I think I've had the luxury of going through ever since the Whitlow house all of the raw footage and building the rough. And it, you know, it gives me that vision to see where the movie is at at the state. Whereas I feel like for my brother, just because he's usually one step after this one, doesn't really dig through all the raws and stuff. Um, he, you know, it's kind of exposing it to him the first time. And he always warms up to it as we continue to, you know, get more edits and get more rough. He's like, you know what? It's actually pretty good. I was like, yeah, I've been telling you that from the beginning. So that happens all the time. Uh, but he did request to see it. So I did send him the link. He hasn't given me any feedback. He probably hasn't clicked it. Honestly, he just probably has it. And like, maybe he was about to click it. He's like, no, I'm just going to go pass out on the cruise chair, which he should, he should do. Um, so that's kind of the current stat or status of that. I've taken a week away from any of the um, edit because I like to, starting tomorrow, I'm going to hop back into it, but I like to give myself like five days or so just not to look at the project. Tomorrow, I'm going to watch it from the very beginning to the end. I'm going to make my notes on where I want to start cleaning up some of them. And then we should have basically our second rough. The biggest difference for me in the second rough is I'm going to go into each one of the scenes now, and I'm going to start picking out the best takes for the actors. So you can even go ahead. You can ask Chloe about um, some of the scenes we have there. She's already begging me to take them out. I'm like, don't you worry. Those are just placeholders. So we basically look at taking the best takes now, putting them into the scenes, cleaning the scenes up if you look at this edit now like there's a lot of scenes that just play out from one wide angle so we have like a group of people but 
really it's just one singular like wide angle for them to um, go ahead and be uh, seen. So what we do now is we have the close-ups, we have the different angles with it, that starts coming into play, that starts coming into effect. Um, and that's really gonna be the big difference from this edit to the next edit is the scenes are gonna just have better takes, better angles and better flow. But really, I mean, the overall pacing in the sense of how the scenes you know, stack together is pretty much gonna be the same. So that's gonna be the really big next project on that one. So that's really where we're at when it comes to the shapeshifter. Um, you know, again, I think this one, we have very minimal pickups, which is nice. So we really are just kind of looking at spicing up the, the intro scene with a little better gore when it comes to Sid, you know, making him look a little bit better. But other than that, it's a really clean set. One of the best ones we filmed, you know, listen to the podcast that we have about it, because um, I think it is another milestone in DBS. Uh, we also have another cut of the murder house. So right now we have the sound cut. Basically what the sound cut is, is it's a lot of the, the dialogue is basically finished now. So all of their sound is, is finished. The, the music's cut, the score cut and the music cut still really aren't there yet. So, I mean, some of the, the songs are not really lined up or they're not the actual song we're going to end up using. And then there's still missing special effects and the color still hasn't been like finalized. So that's where we're at there, but it did get another wave. I would say we're probably looking at two to three weeks. Um, there is one last pickup that we say we are going to get, which is going to be Mo lunging at the screen at the very end. So that's really kind of the last thing that we have on the plate that we still need to do. Again, we're hoping to have a finalized version like the first week of June, hopefully. Um, but, you know, this is typical editing. Things just get slowed down and pushed to the back. And on top of that now, I'm pretty confident I will probably have a rough draft of a shapeshifter, or not a shapeshifter, but Into the Forest 2.0 uh, from my brother very shortly. We basically discussed the beats. He's going to go ahead and write out his first draft of it. Then I'm going to write my draft after reading his just to sign basically a line make sure we're on the same type of story but we set the beats last week before he left i really like the ideas that we have the concept everything into the forest was a really well performing movie i don't like found footage so i'm not the biggest fan but with that being said we have a ton of support from it in our discord in our super fans channel and we make movies for our fans not for me um i love these movies still though so don't get me wrong but uh, you know, it is something where I think we already have a lot of support for it, a lot of demand, and I'm excited to make it now. So um, thank you guys for, you know, showing me that, no, you're wrong, Kellen, and I'm learning from it. I'm literally going to do more found footage because you guys love them. And as long as you guys love them, I love them. So uh, that's where we're at, you know, just kind of on the production side of things, a lot of big moves going. We're trying to really, you know, if we can have three movies out this year, if we can have Shapeshifter, um, this Into the Forest movie, and then a third movie. Um, I think we're looking at the Morgan Estate 2.0, potentially. He was talking about that. I was like, I want to do Girl in Cabin 14, potentially, um, or Murder House 2.0. I really kind of just want to hop back in, but we might do Morgan Estate. So we'll see. We'll probably pull our super fans and see what's going on. And speaking of super fans in the community, let's do a community update. First off, you know, one of the bigger things I do want to highlight is we had a ton of people, um, well, a ton of a good amount, make it into Carl's Club this week. And again, if you guys don't know what Carl's Club is, Carl's Club is the premier premier super fans that we have essentially carl's club means that you have done so much for our community so much for our discord and you are a, a 
cemented part of DBS history, DBS lore. You know, we love all of our super fans. We'll never forget them. But the super fans that have found themselves in Carl's Club is absolutely a massive feat. So the people I do want to welcome is Jenna and Kyle, our power couple. So a beautiful disaster. And Kyle Redbeard now, which is such a sweet name, dude, have made it into Carl's Club. We also had uh, Ashley made it into Carl's Club and Aries. So two really, really solid super fans. Uh, again, Aries was actually in one of our movies. So he was in our last movie. And again, all of Carl's Club, you guys are just waiting. You guys are just waiting for some time um, because it's going to happen. You know, we're going to get you cast there. So those are the four people that we had entered. But then as always, we have Curtis, Katie, and Jill already. So we have seven people in the Carl's Club members already. And I know it's going to continue to grow because, you know, right now we're looking at 92 super fans you know 100 is going to be a goal 669 discord members and this discord is almost three months old i would say like it's probably like two months i think we gotta get once we get to the end of this month i think we'll be three months um that's amazing you know just to see the discord growing we're always getting new people we're getting really cool people uh joining us so this is me just kind of telling you guys hey go ahead and join us you know you're not missing out on on it it doesn't take any real effort level you know if life comes up and you don't see us for a while you don't see us for a while but then you come back and you say hey and we accept you right back because we totally understand but it's really fun all a lot of cool stuff going on in there i mean we did our minecraft nights we're supporting each other when it comes to their projects um kevin finished the first dvs fan book which is awesome so there's a lot of really cool stuff going on there i highly recommend it now we're going to go ahead we're going to answer some of the questions that you guys send us um you know really enjoy this so always feel free to in the podcast section of the discord just ask questions or even on the youtube channel so the first questions are from jill she is just such an amazing fan again she's part of carl's club um she's one of carl's favorites but don't tell anyone that uh but realistically jill does an amazing job of just consistently supporting us when it comes to watching our movies tweeting commenting we absolutely love all the support we get from jill me and my brother have both said you know one thing we really love about jill is she's very positive um so we'll be like in the podcast ah i didn't really like this and jill will be like no that was good and the thing is, is Jill's completely right because it's Jill's taste and we literally have people um, with different tastes and it's great knowing that because if Jill ever says she doesn't like something, I'm going to be like, wait, what, what do you, what don't you like? Like it'll really, she has a good baseline in that sense. So I think she gives really, really high quality reviews and thank you so much, Jill. But she has a few questions I want to go through. So how do you come up with the questions to ask Brendan on the podcast? And those just come right to me. As he's talking, I usually have an idea of where I'm going to take it one way or the other. Every once in a while, though, I zone out and I'm like, oh, shoot, I need to take this in a different direction. Um, so that happens every once in a while. But for the most part, as he's talking, I know what I want to ask him about next. I will say I think this is really a natural skill and talent for me. And it comes from working with a lot of our clients when it comes to the side marketing businesses that we have. Because when I'm working with the side marketing businesses, a lot of times if I tell someone to prepare um, something, they're just not going to prepare it good or not have a good model to speak off of. And what I'll do is I'll basically ask them questions and almost pry it out of them and then work with them. So really when I'm asking Brendan these questions, you know, I know exactly where I want to take the episode, um, you know, timing wise and 
it's just kind of phrasing it, you know, after I get my little bit into, but I, I would say that um, I do feel like I have a pretty good talent was just kind of coming up with those questions to, to lead the interviews. Next question you have is, could you coach an old lady that has never acted in a role? Now, Jill age is just a number. And the biggest thing is I know you would do fantastic in our movies. I really think I can teach anyone to be comfortable and to act on camera because it is simply multiple takes might take one, two, 10, hundred thousand even i can make anyone be comfortable anyone can give a good performance on um the uh on camera the downside is is i don't have unlimited time so you know when we do the filming it's basically you know we were shooting for like 10 15 takes tops and get to the next scene keep going so we don't necessarily have the time to work with everyone. With that being said, we always have the time to work with super fans. So when we bring any super fan on set, that is going to be something where, you know, we understand you're not a hundred, like you're not an actor in the sense that you don't do all of these reps or these things. And we're going to give you way more time and work with you way more. With that being said, I feel like people really do discount, um, what the process is like and they they kind of get nervous that oh i need to get it right now i need to make sure i don't screw this up i need to do this i mean you can really even ask aries about it um but it's kind of nerve-wracking you know especially the first few takes and i think once you realize okay like i can screw up we just do a retake we just keep going then it becomes really really easy so I, I would say you know give me five six seven eight even ten takes it just really depends and you'll be feeling comfortable with it so I, I would say that um you know that's something where i'm very confident i think you'd be great i know you've already said hey i don't need to be on set i can do an admin role but hey we always got a spot for you jill so um i think anyone can be an actor i just think the biggest thing is it takes time to get used to it and it's still a hard skill and really the only determining factor is the time that we have you know if we have a time limit then we need people who can quickly get through the scenes um and that's really the only issue it's just your time i think anyone can become an actor uh, and be an actor they just need to, again, like anything, you just need to do as, as much reps as you can of it. Uh, so <laughs> I like the girl with Cabin 13, but I'm looking forward to a new movie I can watch over and over again. Thank you, Jill, for watching it. Um, the downbeats are really important because that's how you set up the jumps. And the thing the girl in Cabin 13 is missing is a backstory on why Carl is so upset with him to set the boys off. Maybe the next evolution. I do like that concept um and i do like the idea of carl just being a really sweet nice guy in our discord community so right now team carl is in the lead if you want to support team carl you can go ahead and hop into our discord channel as well jill is a general in team carl so thank you so much jill again you do such a wonderful job being part of this community and we're thrilled to have you so the next questions are getting a little spicy and you'll see what i mean so do you or Brendan ever have arguments and disagreements about the movies, casting, films, and locations? And that's from Ashley. And Ashley is one of our Carl's Club members, and she is a fantastic fan as well. Huge supporter. Absolutely love her. She is really, she single-handedly pushed us to Into the Forest 2.0, which we're now pursuing, thanks to how passionate she was about all of those things um, and showing me the, the correct way to look at these movies. But uh yeah, I would say we do have our disagreements and we we don't really have arguments um, for the most part. Like we're very similar um, in a lot of ways. And I think one of the big ways is we're very compromising in the sense of like, 
neither of us have an ego, you know, neither of us really are like, but I need this to happen, but I want this to happen. Like, no, this is my vision. Like, you're not going to find that from either of us. Um, we're both pretty selfless when it comes to just putting the entire production, putting the cast, putting the team, putting all those things first and like understanding that it's a compromise. With that being said, you know, we do have our disagreements where like, it'll kind of like openly in the script writing thing, I'll be like, I think this is stupid. Like, I think you're writing this bad. I don't like this. And he'll be like, we're not doing that. No, I'll be like, this is no, we're not going to do that. Like, we'll, we'll basically go back and forth. Um, and, you know, like, I kind of like to give like some maybe examples of it, like in the girl in cabin 13, um, he was opposed to like things like the torch. And now I'm kind of cherry picking because the torch is like the best thing that we did. So that's the one that really, you know, showed up good for me. But the whole time, you know, we we're kind of like, don't do a torch. I don't want a torch. Don't want a torch. And I simply was just like, bro, I want to do a torch. And then the next draft, I want to do a torch. And the next draft, I want to do a torch. And I've talked about it in past podcasts. I can't remember where, but, you know, it's probably a DBS production update. But usually what it is, is we'll stick to what we want. So if we go and like, you know, we have one draft where it's going this way and he has a draft where it's going the other way. We're basically going to both compromise on a lot of things. Like we're both going to be like, okay, that's fine. And like, there's been a ton of times where I've said like, no, we're not going to do that. And we end up doing that. There's been a ton of times where he says, no, we're not going to end up doing that. And we end up doing that. So it works both ways. But basically I would say there's probably like two, three, maybe even four things each script that we kind of go back and forth on. And it's just, you know, again, I don't think these would be arguments because it's not like, and even the way we phrase it is like, you know, I'll get to a point where I'm like, listen, I know you're not going to do this because you're terrible, but this is what we need to do. And basically like nodding way, but not in a, you know, no, we have to do this. No confrontation wise, more so just like, hey, you want my feedback? My feedback is this part still needs to be in there is, is more so a way to look at it. Um, the other example, though, is like there will be some times on set where the closest thing to an argument we'll have is like we just talk like fast to each other. It's like, you know, like, come on, do it. Like, no, just got to do it this way. Like just a, a fast confrontational like talk in that sense, I'm trying to like say it better. But like that's just because we're running against time. So like one of those examples was like, I wish you guys could see me and him trying to work out angles for the double Tom, where you see one angle of Tom and you see another angle of Tom. So basically two Tyler's and Tom characters on the screen at once. And um, we did it once and he showed me the footage and he was just in the middle of it. Cause you couldn't see his reflection in the, the window. So I was like, well, this doesn't work. So then me and him were like moving stuff back and forth. And he's like, we need to do it this way. I was like, no, 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 don't do it this way. We can do it this way. And he's like, we need to just scrap the idea. I was like, no, 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 no. let's do it this way. Um, in the sense there. And like, those would be the ones where it's like, I'm just kind of like, no, like we need to do it. He's like, no, we need to do it. But it's the same mentality. It, the only thing that's different is we're on set days you know last day trying to get it filmed so i would say those are kind of the closest things to like an actual um argument like in girl in cabin 13 i was like yo we need to put a couch so dylan can fall on it to make it look good and it's like no i was like no we need a couch he's like i'm not moving the stupid couch i was like no it'd take five seconds to move the couch then we moved the couch and then we did it to make that big a difference i like to think so but you can't really you know who knows i don't know what it looks like without that falling um those are kind of the biggest things that pop up when it comes to like what an argument could look like but other than that like 
no, it's, it's super smooth working with them. Um, and that leads to our next question about our working relationship, which is how did you, Kellen, come about joining your brother and making movies? And will y'all stay together in the future or will y'all separate and make your own movies? Oh man, that's a big one. So uh, basically, you know, I always loved making movies. Um, I made move, I made two short films in high school that won the high school film fest. So I'm a pretty big deal um, in that sense. But then I went to UCF and I almost took film. I actually have a minor in film. So I know my stuff, guys. Um, but uh, I ended up doing business and I ended up, you know, falling in love with wakeboarding and kind of just doing that more so. And just it was more consistent. You know, I didn't really understand how I would make consistent money when it comes to filmmaking because it's still kind of a risk. So I didn't really go for it in that sense. Um and I do think business is a very important skill. So I wouldn't say I'd rather go back and do film, like knowing how it all panned out. So I'm still kind of happy with how everything happened there. The way it came about though, is my brother ended up starting a publishing business and the publishing business, you know, it's books. It became really successful when it comes to working with Amazon. Amazon was like, hey, we're going to take movies if you can make them. And, you know, I didn't really know this, but apparently my brother wanted to make movies just as much as I did. So he was essentially like, hey, I'm doing this. Like, are you like, just take a look at the script. And I was like, oh man, like I'm on board. Let me help out. Um, you know, let me do whatever I can. Gone was pretty much solidified. So when I hopped on Gone, um, I was just kind of helping out here or there. I, I gave my opinions about the script, uh, but I didn't know anything. Like I knew nothing at that time. So it was just useless feedback. But then starting with The Invited, that's one of the first time that like I wrote out a script with um, my brother and like his writer as well too. So like right after Gone, we started working closely together. And at this point in time, I mean, it like I don't think you're going to find a a better and more effective duo than me and my brother when it comes to making films just because we're doing everything i mean pre-production production post-production post you know as long as it's not us being like an actor and i mean i'm even doing the acting for one of the roles as long as it's not really that stuff that we need another person for it's just me and him uh and then the second part will y'all stay together or will you separate and make your own movies so i have a feeling you know with dbs and everything i think it's going to be we'll always be working together. And I think it's just because of how easy the relationship is in the sense of getting things done. It's super efficient working with my brother in the writing process. It's super efficient working with him with the editing process and the filming process. I don't think there's ever going to be another person that I can find as much of a synergistic relationship in working and getting things done um, than with my brother, because we have the same mindset. We work really, really hard. We understand what we're doing. And at this point in time, we have 11 movies together. And it's like, we just really know, like, it's a perfect handoff of like, here's this project, here's that project. You know, I'm handling a lot of the marketing stuff when it comes to building the community, fostering all of this stuff. Um, he's working with a lot of the distributors and locking in the deals and stuff. And like, we're really able to maximize what we do and how we do it. Um, so I think it's going to be tough to, you know, find another relationship with that. But I do think we will be making our own films. And what I mean by that is I think DBS eventually is going to scale. So that really we'll be doing, you know, not 10 movies, but 20 movies where he does 10 movies and I do 10 movies. You know, it'll really get to the point where I'm making a movie while he's making a movie at the same time. Now we have twice the movies. So I think we'll start to do our own projects to some degree, um, but we'll probably always do them together in the sense of like, at least in the scripting phase, you know, I think we might get to a point where we're not working together filming and we're not working together potentially on post-production, but I don't see us never 
just working a little bit in pre-production, like what idea you got, you know, it would be good here. You know, what's the look here? Like, so we might actually be doing the heavy lifting, but like, we'd be looking, you know, to review each other's script in the pre-production, take a look at how production's going, seeing how we can watch and review and help out in post-production. I think that's always going to happen. And I think that's honestly one of the, you know, the, the reasons why DBS, in my opinion, is really kind of destined to make it because we have a very effective team going with just me and my brother. I'm really thankful for it. You know, he could be, a lot worse of a simulation than he actually is right now, but uh, he's a pretty good dude. He's earned his um, vacation. He's worked really, really hard for you guys. Like, honestly, you know, I know you see me a, a ton, but he's working just as hard, if not harder on this. So he appreciates all of your support. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. And as always, take a look at us online. You can go ahead and join this amazing community because we're only going to continue to reward you guys as we continue to grow. But um, check into our next podcast. We're going to continue going through the Girl in Cabin 13 for next week. And I'll also keep you updated as everything progresses as well. But until then, have a good one.